I'm so glad that you enjoyed this time. I'm going to bring Pastor Keith in because we have some great questions that you've already given us for to be asking uh, Pastor Keith. By the way, Pastor, that was fantastic. Thank you. Uh, my privilege, man. Just, I uh, you know it's your heart and uh, oh. happy to be the spokesperson. Well, uh, you know, Pastor, you mentored me and for years you made room for me and gave me opportunity. And even when I left uh, to go to Montreal to be a lead pastor there, uh, not only did I ask myself on multiple occasions, what would Keith Smith do? Uh, you know, I picked up the phone on multiple occasions and said, Pastor, what would you do? <laughs> yeah, but you know, look at it from my perspective. What a privilege I have, you know? Mm. Uh, and uh, it's just, it is a privilege to serve the next generation. Well, uh, you know, Pastor Keith, we'll jump into some of the questions, but uh, I've seen you, and it's nice to see your wife Esther in the chat room. Uh, she's Mama Smith <laughs> in the chat room. But you guys have loved our young adults. You've leaned in with our young staff. Like you, you just have been mentors across the board. And I think it's I, I love your interest in the next generation. And I every time I come into our facility, uh, church family, I walk by this uh, incredible wing that Pastor Keith led the church into constructing for upcoming generations. I just want to say thank you, man. Thank you for loving those coming after you. Uh, again, just a privilege. Well, let's jump into some of the questions because uh, we've got some good ones here. Uh, Cheryl asks, and regarding previous generations not handing off their faith, and she's referring to that Joshua verse that you had quoted, and she said, what if the children never hear anyone pray? And uh, I, I think she she's probably referring a lot to you know, some of those prayer gatherings maybe that were very influential and formational and certainly were for me too. Uh, how, how best to help develop prayer in upcoming generations? Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I, and of course, she's referring to the public church gathering yes, because, yeah, yeah. you know, any adult can uh, sit down beside their child, grandchild, niece, nephew, and just pray with them personally. But in the church gathering, it's been on our heart. I know uh, Matt Smith on our staff, Cathedral, one of the hearts right. behind that was, and, and you've advertised it, like bring all the generations, because there's something about the children, and we have throughout the year times where children are invited to come in, because there's something about the children, they may not understand what the adults are saying to God in prayer and praise, but they get the, they have a sense of the Holy Spirit's That's so presence. Good. And it's so important to have that in their spiritual diet from a young age. So, so just watch for those opportunities because they're here in our church family, especially when we get back to physical gatherings, right? right? right. But to, to, to bring your children and get them in on those gatherings where they can hear people pray and sense the presence of Jesus in praise. It, it's funny you mentioned Pastor Matt because uh, earlier in August, uh, I was coming home and somehow we connected on the phone. And uh, I have been feeling for some time there's something about those prayer moments, Pastor, when I had older generations just put their hand on my shoulder and, mm -hmm. and just pray over me and, and not even specifically knowing what's going on in my life. There was something that mentored me. There was something that blessed me and certainly empowered me as they prayed with me, for me and with me. And Pastor Matt called me and he had been feeling the same thing. Mm -hmm. And we were just talking. And so church family, look into the fall uh, or into the new year as we begin to craft moments. We really want each generation to be able to pass on the things of God one to the other. So we're looking at kind of reconstructing what that could look like in 2021 and 2022, what it could look like to corporately pray together. So that, that's exciting. PTL says this, could other generations use 
these four actions, mentor, empower, love, and pray, to impact younger, younger generations too? Oh, it, it, it's absolutely critical. What a great uh, thought to pick up on because, you know, I remember one time, uh, I, I actually it was a, a whole year of doing camp meetings across Canada, uh, or, or for a few years, I should say, including that one year where what I did is I had the, uh, the teenagers and young adults come up to the front, had their parents and grandparents come up and pray over them, and then I had over 100 children from the children's meeting, they had their own right, little gathering, right. tr troops in, and had the teenagers and young adults pray for the children. Uh -huh. uh, it was so much, because they could look up and say, hey, that's what I want to look like when I get to be that age, because they're like my kids say, you know, the, the next generation, the, the ones that are a bit older than you can be cool when the parents are not cool, right? Right, right, exactly. And so, yeah, totally. Uh, is it PTL or whatever? Yeah. Like, yeah, every, every, if, you, if people would just take um, responsibility for saying, I want to show the ones that are just following me, a bit younger than me, what it's like to live for Jesus when they get to be my age. Listen, that's a challenge for all of us, no matter what your generation is. But, uh, you know, I, I raised two boys and I know when people that were just, just a little bit older than them took an interest in them mm -hmm. and the things of God, it made all the difference in their life because, you know, I was... As cool as I am, Pastor Keith, I wasn't cool in their books. <laughs> I was their dad. And so, so I, I, that's really great. Uh, Rosalie asked this, how does one empower the next generation? Can you please provide a specific way uh, as an example? And thinking of specifically how did Moses empower Joshua? Thank you. Listen, what a great practical question because you've got to know what it looks like. It means that whatever whatever ministry, because we're all different gifts and right. different ministries, whatever ministry or outreach you're involved with, look for someone that's, uh, they may even be older than you, but they're earlier in their spiritual journey. Jesus said, don't go and make converts. He said, make disciples, disciple them, get to know them, pray for them. And, uh, Every one of us that's involved in a ministry with other people will have other generations involved in it, unless it's a very specialized children or youth ministry, and we've already talked about, you know, the young right. adults and uh, even teenagers mentoring uh, our children, but whatever ministry that you're involved in, find those in it that you can love and pray for and mentor and give space for. Here's now practical way to do it. You say, how do you do it? Well, this is what Moses did for Joshua that Joshua did not do. And that is let them take leadership. Right. You know, I know our staff with our children's ministries around here will have the children pray. Right. We'll have the children serve one another. You know, get them involved in that. Whatever ministry you're in, you're not doing it in the most fulfilling way, the most complete way, the most scriptural way, unless you are giving space for others that are younger than you or earlier in their spiritual journey than you to, to learn to do stuff. Wow, that's yeah. so good, Pastor. Well, listen, uh, I, I love what you said about honoring the generations that came before us and impacting the generations that come after us. And I just wanted to pause to acknowledge the builder generation. Mm -hmm. And they be your, your, your parents and your grandparents, that generation. And often they are referred to as the greatest generation ever. Uh, although I, I see in the chat room, uh, everybody is contending there is no goat generation. Each gives what they have. And I love that. I think they're paraphrasing you, Pastor. <laughs> and that's likely true. But that builder generation was incredibly faithful and sacrificial. 
I think when you were just talking about the Charles Yates, mutual friends of both you and I, but the people that, that whether it's the facility we're in now or just the legacy of this church has been built on previous generations. Mm-hmm. I want to ask you specifically, how have you tried to honor those who've come before you? And this can be a lesson for all of us that may be uh, in emerging generations. And then light, uh, following that up with, you know, what are some practical ways to impact the generations that are following after you? Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's... W- Younger generations are typically a lot more busy. Older generations sometimes because of mobility issues and, and, and independence in living, they're, they're more restricted. And so the best way to honor them is to give them some time. Mm. <laughs> you know, it can be right. I remember when well, my mom just turned 90 during COVID and I, I wrote her a, a letter just listing a whole bunch of memories I had of things that she had sacrificed and done for me. She phoned me up just weeping saying, oh, Keith, I'm not worthy of what you said. And it just meant so much. Okay. Now, people in the church, like... Uh, I know you did it the same way. We, Bob Mercer, who was uh, older, the founding pastor of what became Agent Court and One Church TO, uh, over the, the different names that changed over the years, he, he started this church in a chicken coop. Uh, Esther and I, every Christmas, would you know sit down with them, take him out, honor him, and mm. and then different ones in the church family, mm. just uh, visiting or phoning. Just it means literally carving out time. Mm. And emailing, mm. and 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 uh, they so appreciate a phone call, hearing your voice, and so you know we can all, all of us have people in our lives from a generation before us, that builder generation, that uh, that we could honor a little bit more. And uh, now you know what your homework is this week. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've always thought about honoring is not just what what I want to give; it's what the person needs to receive. Mm -hmm. And so uh, in different spaces and time, and I think every generation starts from a a space of weakness in that they're young and they're vulnerable, et cetera. And every generation ends in a place of weakness too. And I think we lend our strength to each other wherever we might be in that arc. And we, we give, and sometimes the strength is physical strength, sometimes it's emotional, mental, spiritual. It can be exp- experiential strength and wisdom that we give each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, you and, and Esther have modeled that so well to us. And I love how you love your sons and your daughter-in-laws and your, your grandchildren. Because really, they, I mean, the sons and daughter-in-laws are to get those grandkids. <laughs> Uh, it just opens up a whole rewarding new era in life for those of us that have had the privilege of being there. Well, uh, Pastor, I wonder if you would kind of close our gathering in, in prayer. And, you know, I'll stay around, friends, and be in the chat room, and uh, we can try to answer some questions that you might have there. And I'll have a last announcement just before we sign off. But I wonder if you pray for, I'm thinking of your generation and, and older right now, too, even our builders. and. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I know that you were just praying with uh, the family of Lucille Bryan, one of our longtime members of our church, uh, this past week, and she just went to be with the Lord. And just, you know, some people are in places where they're experiencing loss or they need a touch from God, and they're just maybe struggling in that space. And then, mm-hmm. then just praying forward for future generations. Would you mind just praying and leading oh. us a community and faith together? Uh, of course. It's, it's just something I pray every day. So, Lord... We honor those that have given us so much from the builder generation, those that have gone before. And as Pastor Jonathan said, they've been faithful and they've been sacrificial. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that, Lord. 
And Lord, help us now that it's our turn to pour into and set a good example for generations who follow us. Help us to do it well. Mm -hmm. Help us to say tender to you, O God. Jesus, I pray for my grandchildren, all of us do in the church family, that they would have a, a real relationship with Jesus Christ. It'll look different than ours in terms of some of the expressions, but it'll be real, it'll be you. May your spirit, Lord, encourage those that are raising that generation. Lord, use this series that Pastor Jonathan is leading us into to just help us as a church family understand and accept and care for one another so when the world looks at one church to you they'll look at us and say look at the love the generations have for one another mm. they must be followers of Jesus help that to happen oh God bless every generation that's part of this multi-generational church family we pray in Jesus name amen Lord amen amen